We all want some level of safety and security. Firefighters, construction workers, EMT. They're all there when you need them to help manage life's chaos. In retirement, you want that same level of safety, but who is there for you to make sure your money will last? Brian isn't just there in case of emergency. He's there so you don't have an emergency with your money. A safer retirement doesn't mean a boring retirement, but a prepared one full of the things that inspire you. This is Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker. Welcome to Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker of Decker Retirement Planning. I'm Mark Elliott. Glad you're with us today. Uh, I would encourage you to check out Brian's website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. There's a lot of great information about the company, what they do, and of course, the great team that Brian has assembled to help his clients retire to the best situation they can. And of course, on that DeckerRetirementPlanning.com website, there are like 12 different things you can download, including Brian's book on retirement, The Decker Approach, The Three Principles of Retirement Book, the checklist challenge, sample income plan, plus eight other things you can download. No cost to you, no obligation, no nothing. It's for your information. DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. It's under the heading of Safer Retirement Education. Check that out, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. And, of course, you have questions. Hey, Brian, when can I retire? Do I have enough? Uh, Will my money last as long as I do? Will my loved ones be okay if something happens to me? Give the team a call. They're here to help if they can. They don't know if they can until you reach out, but there's no cost for this. 833-707-3030. 833-707-3030. We'll give you that number throughout the program. Welcome, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you, Mark? Doing very well and excited because Salt Lake's, Salt Lake City's own Tony Finau is third PGA Tour victory. Uh, that's pretty exciting. Yes. Remember when uh, he came... Uh, trotting down that hill and cranked his ankle. And <laughs> that was in a Masters still, at the Par 3 tournament, yeah. That's right. Um, he's a tough guy. We see him around here uh, at the clubs that we play, and he's a great athlete. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was really cool. It's hard to win on the tour, and he certainly made it interesting down the stretch. Got a nice break on 17. The Par 3 hitting it too far hits the, the uh, spectator tent, but stays a foot inside of the water. Got it up and down for par. <laughs> and then 18, par 5. Faldo and them were complaining that he was hitting driver, par five. He's up four, just hit a, hit an iron in the fairway and then lay it up and hit it on the green. He drove it into the pond, made it interesting, but uh, wins easily. Beautiful uh, play by Tony Finau. And uh, the amazing thing about that, Brian, was he was five shots down when CBS came on the air, and Nick Faldo said, Tony Finau's going to win. And Nance looks at him like, are you crazy? Really? He goes, folks, stay How would with he us. know that? He just How would he know he that? He said, I'm going to be gone in three weeks so I can make predictions. But he goes, I think Tony Funau is going to win. And he called it. So that was pretty cool. All right. Sadly, we're not just going to talk golf the entire show because it'd be fun. We'd talk about Brian's handicap, how's his game, how's his driver, how's, is he making all the putts he looks at. Uh, but really, what we're going to talk about today are things that you really need to think about. And this is a part of the the Decker approach, the safer retirement process, which is about income, about investments, about taxes, about health care, but it's also about legacy and estate planning. So let's talk about the the trust wills, the you know, we have the healthcare directives, you have the financial directives, you have all these things that you need. Uh, why is this a part of the safer retirement process? I mean, I think it's important, but do people overlook this part? I mean, I guess if you're, if you have a lot of money, it's probably important, but I think average people probably don't think about maybe some of this, but maybe they all do. And I'm just misled. Well, we've been doing this for 36 years. And when it comes to this area, we're not attorneys, we can't give legal advice, but we are fiduciaries. And we want to point out the problems that we've seen 
uh, with estate documents, will, power of attorney, living will, and trust. Um, we've seen a lot of problems, and so we owe it to our clients to point them out. Like, for example, there's a statistic that will stun you. 85% of trusts that are created are never funded. That means that they- Hey, can you explain and, that? Because I've heard that a lot, that you know somebody has a trust, but they never put anything in it. What? How does that all work? I don't really get that. So they go to the attorney and they get their trust created and they never retitle their real estate in the name of the trust. So let's say, Mark, you and your wife, Janet, Mark and Janet, uh, you've got your home and you want it in the name of the trust. Well, you go out and create- a trust, you pay the money to the attorney, but you've got to go to the city recorder and have it retitled from Mark and Janet to Mark and Janet um, Revocable Family Living Trust. It has to be retitled in the name of the trust. You have to retitle bank accounts and investment accounts. Um, actually, let's start with that. So there's three parts to anyone's estate. There's the retirement accounts, your IRAs, your, your Roth accounts. Those have specific beneficiary designations attached to them. They're not part of your will. They're not driven by uh, your trust. Your kids um, show up with a death certificate and a driver's license, and that allows the investment place to funnel that share of money of the deceased parent to that child's account. But that's, that's one part of someone's estate. The second part of their estate is uh, where the trust is operational. And that is um, usually real estate, bank account, um, investment account. And then there's everything else. It's called your residuary estate. It's, um, I don't know, it's just paintings, it's artwork, it's your jewelry, your furniture, racket and all ca that. cars, tennis rackets, forks and knives, all that stuff is your residuary estate. And that's that the document that controls uh, how that's distributed is your will. So that's how the estate is drawn up. And to answer, going back to your original question, how did we get involved? Well, we saw major problems when the documents were not uh, done correctly, even by attorneys. And so we, we just want to point out some of the major problems that we see in these documents. And that's what we'll do in today's radio. Yeah, show. It, it makes a lot of sense to go through all of this because I think, you, you know, you can kind of explain the trust versus the will. What, what do we basically all need? Well, it's a will. But do you need a trust? Uh, that's that's to be determined. And Brian's going to talk us through all of that. If you have any questions about this, the powers of attorney for healthcare, for finances, all those kind of things that you need to have in place, 833-707-3030. Again, is the number to chat with the team at Decker Retirement. They're here to help. 833-707-3030. Now, in this category, they're not estate planning attorneys, but they can guide you and work with your estate planning attorney because they know everything that you've got going on when it comes to your retirement and the stuff you have and how we can all make it come together. So they can kind of, kind of walk hand in hand with you so that things are done the right way. 833-707-3030. Uh, before we get into all of that, one thing that you brought up that I think you need to maybe clarify a little bit would be the importance of having the correct beneficiary on your retirement accounts. Because there's been a lot of stories about Oh, Johnny passed away. Mary was not happy that it went to the first wife, Susan, 
um, because that's how the beneficiary was. Beneficiaries trump the wills and trust and all that, right? That's uh, that's right. Beneficiaries trump the will and the trust, and so the beneficiaries there's there's um, primary and secondary beneficiaries. So Mark, you and Janet uh, are primary to each other. Your children are secondary beneficiaries. So Mark, if you predeceased your spouse, your IRAs, your retirement accounts go to your spouse. That's that's common. However, when uh, you the surviving parent or spouse passes away, then the children are the secondary beneficiary. So that's primary and secondary. And then under the um, IRAs and Roth accounts, you say the percentage that goes to each. And then there's a box there called per stirpes or pro rata. Per stirpes, let's say you and Janet had three kids and one of your children um, predeceased you. Hope that never happens to anyone. Um, but per stirpes, pro rata means that that share of that child would be redistributed to the other two siblings. That's called pro rata. The um, per stirpes means that that share of that uh, to that child that that deceased predeceased the parents um, stays in that family and is there for the grandchildren. However, I know this sounds cold and heartless, Mark, but um, let's use you and Janet. And by the way, Janet's not even the name of your spouse. I'm just making this up. I like so, it because every week I have a new spouse, so I like it. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to Janet, Janet's parents are responsible for Janet's inheritance. Mark, your parents are not responsible for Janet's inheritance. I know that sounds cold, but that is a, a reality. So what happens when, um, let me take two extremes. What happens when you have per stirpes, you want the grandkids to have the share of Johnny, your son who predeceased you, but Johnny is married to Sally and Sally sp is a spender. So you're pretty sure that Sally will spend the inheritance that you set aside for Johnny, your son, um, and your grandkids will never see a dime. This is very, very common. You set up accounts, trust accounts, that um, you might put one of the other siblings, an aunt or an uncle, as trustee of the minor's trust. And once they become of age, um, they have access to those funds for college um, or for, uh, you, hopefully they're not lump sum because guess what happens to a 19 or 21 year old when they uh, have access to uh, six figures or maybe even seven figures of retirement or inheritance. Or a 62-year-old that inherits lump sums like that. <laughs> yeah. They go to California. They don't, they don't finish school. They, <laughs> not good things happen. So um, how's that for English? Good things don't happen when you inherit lump sums at a young age. So the good thing about the miners' trust is it, um, it's the trustee is the uncle or the aunt, and they know um, they know these kids, uh, and th so they bleed money in to them uh, so that they can be responsible with it. Um, you know, one of the interesting things about all of this is that it, the, all the laws vary by state. I think Louisiana, if you pass away, like the for example, the wife and the kids all inherit 
equally. They, I mean, it's split. It's not just goes to the wife. It depends on the state where you are. So you do have to, if you move from where you are, you need to know the rules or the laws, I suppose, right? Yep. Now, what, um, we'll get to the, the laws of the state in a second, but I, I want to finish this point because this is important. One extreme is to have a minor's trust account to distribute income back to the kids over time, not lump sum. I hope people are taking notes on this to check to see if they've got persterpes uh, checked and and that uh, funds go to their kids or their grandkids. It's not fair to the surviving spouse um, because now she has to raise the kids and there's cost to raising those kids. And so she can fairly ask for some of the funds to be available to help her raise the kids because it's a horrible tragedy to have lost her husband or, or the spouse. So the again, the, the sibling is the trustee of the trust and can be wise in distributing assets uh, accordingly. So that that's one of the things to discuss as you're talking through um, the beneficiary designations of IRAs and Roths, whether they're prosterpes or pro rata. Um, as far as the states go, I I don't know. I, I just think that they're, they're close enough that when it comes to the major things that we're going to be talking about on the radio show today, I, I, it's fair to assume that all 50 states are um, are going to be the same on these decisions. So okay. we'll just keep it at that level. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously that's where the team at Decker Retirement can help walk you along with you if you go see the estate planning attorney. So if you get something that's confusing and maybe they don't explain it well, uh, Brian and the team are here to kind of walk you through that. It's really important, though, obviously, to do this. I would say if you hate your family, don't do any of this. But most of us, I think, love our family. We want to make it as, as easy as it can be in the emotional time of losing uh, a dad, a grandpa, or whatever it is, uh, is that having all of this in place certainly makes things much, much easier. Uh, 833-707-3030, again, is the number if you'd like to chat with Brian and the team at Decker Retirement. 833-707-3030. We're talking estate planning, trust, wills, the powers of attorney for health care, for finances, all these things. But we did want to get the basics in, right? The estate planning, retirement accounts, your trust operational, and then everything else. There's, so there's a lot of moving parts here. And it's not necessarily that you have to be rich to do all this. It's really if you have stuff, you need to think about how which direction you need to go. So when we come back, we're going to talk trust, wills. How do we figure all of this out? Brian will explain right after this. This is Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker of Decker Retirement Planning. We all want the freedom to do the things that make us happy, especially in retirement. To get help with laying the foundation for that freedom, call 833-707-2020 to have a chat with Brian. This is your captain speaking. We're expecting fair skies, a smooth flight, and about a 85% chance or so of making it to our destination. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the rest of the flight. Would you stay on that plane? Of course not. Well, do you have a retirement plan where you probably won't run out of money? You need a plan that no matter the destination, you'll get through retirement confidently. Brian J. Decker at Decker Retirement Planning has been helping families retire for more than 35 years. He can design a plan to help you get to your destination as comfortably as possible, even if Wall Street or the economy causes some turbulence. Set up your visit with Brian J. Decker at Decker Retirement Planning to start working on your retirement plan. 833 70 
407-307-3030. Get a plan designed to allow you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the retirement you've worked so hard for. 833-707-3030. Firm offers insurance services. Decker Retirement Planning, Inc. is a registered investment advisor in the state of Utah. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio. If you like what you hear on today's show or have questions, drop by DeckerRetirementPlanning.com or call 833-707-3030 to talk to Brian. Glad you're with us today for Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker of Decker Retirement Planning. Again, you can always go to the website to learn more, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. And you can always go under the heading of Safer Retirement Education for those 12 different things you can download, including Brian's book on retirement, The Decker Approach. Uh, But there's no cost to do so. It's there for your information. Uh, You want to learn a little bit more about retirement and some of the challenges, uh, some of the cool things, obviously, whatever. It's it's all right there on the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. We're talking about estate planning today. And there's a lot of moving pieces here. We kind of laid the groundwork in our first segment. Uh, we're going to talk trust. We're going to talk healthcare directives, financial directives, the powers of attorney, and all those types of things. We did just talk about the importance of having the correct beneficiary on your IRAs and 401ks. Ooh, I got divorced and I forgot to change the beneficiary. Well, first spouse is happy, second one is not. So beneficiaries trump wills and trusts and all that. So you got to have the beneficiaries correct. There's been all kinds of lawsuits about those kind of things that have happened in the from all over the country. Uh, so we really would like to see you make sure that the beneficiaries are correct. All right, let's talk about the things that we really need. And I suppose the basic thing is there's wills and there's living wills. Are they different? Yes, they're different. So let's talk about the will first, and then let's go into the living will or healthcare directive. So the will is... Um, it controls the residuary estate. And when it comes to the will, we look for one key thing. And by the way, I loved what you said, Mark, in, in the comments that you just made. The focus in getting these estate documents to read correctly is so that your children will still love each other after you pass away. If your estate documents are a mess, or worse, if you have no estate documents and people are fighting over your Uh, your assets, and the state decides because you died intestate, uh, they're going to decide who gets what. And uh, we'll talk more about equal division of assets in a minute with the trust. But when it comes to the will, one of the things that we look for, and the most important thing we look for in the will, is to make sure that the, unless you use use you and Janet again. So Mark, you and Janet, what we want to make sure doesn't happen is that Mark gives all of his residuary estate to his beloved spouse, Janet. We don't want that to happen. We want it to have a pour over provision. This is worth jotting a note, checking your will to make sure it's in there. Half of the wills that we review don't have it uh, correct. It should say that Mark bequeaths all of his residuary estate to the Mark and Janet revocable family living trust. That's called a pour over provision. So you may have a trust and thinking that you do have a trust. Hopefully you're not part of the 85% that never funds it, but let's say that you're smart enough to fund it. And then you think you got it made and that there's no probate coming down your path. Well, unless you have a pour over provision in your will, you're not out of the woods because there's a lot of value in your stuff. If you don't have a pour over provision into the trust, meaning that when the last to die spouse does die, 
all of the residuary estate goes into the trust. The trust didn't die. You did. There's no probate, period. And so when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the residuary estate, there's a lot of value in there and you don't want that to go to your spouse. You want to go to, want it to go to your trust where you and your spouse are both trustees and grantors. And so that allows that document to be the distribution document of your estate. That is key. The will needs to pour into the trust. That's the one thing that we look for when it comes to uh, the key components of the will. But does everybody need a trust? I mean, we're not talking about trust yet, but I mean, will we need everybody needs a basic will, I would assume. Yes. Um, we like a trust for all our clients because um, it allows more time to distribute the estate. The trust didn't die. You did. And so instead of having to scurry and have time constraints, and this is where we do get into the laws of the state, different states have different laws. When the second spouse passes and the estate is distributed, if you don't have a trust and you're operating by a will, you need to get letters of testamentary, affidavit of domicile. You've got to get several copies of the death certificate. And then you have to go out and uh, you, the clock is ticking from date of death to get the estate distributed. You have much more time if you have a trust. That's one of the big benefits. And a will, if you have just a will, then it goes through probate, right? If you just have a will, then it does go through probate. And by the way, probate is a commissionable uh, event in states like California. I mean, th those guys charge based on the value of the property and they get a percent, a cut. So it's depending on your state, the probate laws differ greatly on, on New York, California, New Jersey, Illinois. Those are high probate states. Uh, Florida, Texas, Utah, um, those are lower probate uh, cost states. So if you have questions about this, how in the world do I set up a trust? How do I do all these things that Ryan is talking about? Uh, the pro rata, is that what you said? Pro rata and per, what was the other one? <laughs> Pro rata and per stirpes. Yeah, exactly. If you're like me and you got questions about that, how in the world do I figure all of this out? Talk with the team at Decker Retirement. It's part of the safer retirement process, income planning, investment strategies, tax-efficient strategies, healthcare, long-term care, legacy estate planning. It's all part of this retirement process. 833-707-3030 again is the number. There's no cost, no obligation, no pressure for this. Team's here to help if they can. They don't know if they can help until you reach out. 833 707 3030, 833-707-3030. And I would imagine all of this, the wills, the trust, the powers of attorney, and all that is something that we do at the age of 80, 85, when it, you know, the end is nearer. We don't need to worry about it at, in 40s or 50s, right? As long as you know your date of death, you can plan You can plan like that. No, the earlier, the better to put your estate documents together. And by the way, you have options when it comes to estate documents. You can go to an attorney and spend four, five, six thousand. Um, I think we had a client that a couple of weeks ago spent eight thousand dollars on their will, power attorney, living will and trust. Or you can go to legalzoom.com and get uh, documents um, that are drafted by attorneys that are online for two or three hundred dollars. Um, we like um, there's, we don't know affiliation with the company, but we direct clients to willmaker.com, um, for $165, you can get 
a copy of a will for both spouses, copy of a power of attorney for both spouses, copy of a living will for both spouses, and a trust. Seven documents for $165. And these are good documents, well-drafted, in our opinion. I, I need to continue to say we are not attorneys. We can't give right. legal advice, but we are fiduciaries. And part of being a fiduciary, it just turns my stomach to see six, seven, eight thousand dollars be spent when these online documents are very good. Yeah. So the idea is on all of this is that you put something in place because we don't know our end date. We don't know if driving to work, something could happen. It's really important to do this kind of a thing. And Brian and team can certainly help walk you through all of this. 833-707-3030. All right. You've got two minutes left. So I'm, I don't know how where you want to go. You've got three minutes left in this segment. So I'll let you kind of fill in and then we'll come back and we'll go powers of attorney and get into the trust and all of that in the next half. Okay. Well, let's, let's get uh, started with the healthcare directive or the living will. This does change state by state, but um, the so a living will to, is like a healthcare directive. Healthcare directive and living will are the same thing. Oh, this is this is where you are not dead; you are incapacitated, and you need to. Um, the hospitals want um, to make sure that they are going to uh, see a, a legal document so that they know who. Who can speak for the person that's on a respirator and can't communicate? Uh, so that's the purpose of it. And to have the person's wishes be carried out by their agent of choice. So the three things that we look at for the healthcare directive uh, or the living will is one, who is their agent? So who did they choose? Usually spouses choose each other. And then you go to the children. And if you don't have children, then you go to nieces, nephews. You can go to your attorney or CPA. You can go to friends. Try to make sure that they're a generation younger than you. That is key. One is agent. The second is the trigger clause, the activation clause. Um, we, this is where we see a lot of, in our opinion, bad language. So when, Mark, it's almost funny. It's not funny, but it's almost funny in a Monty Python kind of way. So how... How does it sound if you can pull the plug on your mom and dad when they can't uh, recognize you anymore? Forget the fact that they might not that they might live another six months, but if they if they stop recognizing you, you pull the plug. No, in our opinion, the proper language that goes in there on the trigger cause is when you want to have a living will activated when two doctors determine that you're kept alive artificially. When you get to that point, that's when you want to have the activation clause in place. You've got power of attorneys that we'll talk about to make decisions and healthcare power of attorneys to make healthcare decisions uh, that kick in. But when it comes to pulling the plug or not, you want to have two doctors determine that you're kept alive artificially. If not, and again, this goes about protecting um, the children. Johnny pulls the plug on mom and then sees, uh, sees the guy standing, sitting up in his hospital bed uh, after coming out of a coma in three months. And, and he thinks he kills his mom and he has to live with that. So having two doctors uh, determine that, that their mom or dad are kept alive artificially is very helpful for an activation clause in a living will. 
Yeah, so we're going to talk more about this, obviously, because we got a lot to get to yet. We haven't even got into the trust world yet. We're kind of in that living will, the powers of attorney for healthcare, for the finances, all of that. Uh, Brian's got a lot to get to, but if you have any questions, you want to chat with the team at Decker Retirement, there's no cost. Uh, 833-707-3030. 833-707-3030. Brian's back with more of Safer Retirement Radio right after this. What does your dream retirement look like? While you're busy thinking about that, why not let Brian help you figure out how to make that happen? Simply call 833-707-2020 to get started. Welcome back to Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker of Decker Retirement Planning. I'm Mark Elliott. Find out more on the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Hey, Brian, when can I retire? Do I have enough? Will my money last as long as I do? Will my loved ones be okay if something happens to me? Uh, really, we just want to know if we retire, are we going to be okay? There's no guarantees. We don't know our end date. We don't know if we're going to have health issues or a family member will have health issues. There's just a lot of moving parts. The idea is sit down with the team at Decker Retirement, put your plan together, income, investment, taxes, health care, legacy, estate planning, when and how to take Social Security. What about Medicare? A lot of options at the age of 65. How do I do that? Is it Medicare supplements, Medicare Advantage? Do I need the Part D, the drug program? There's so many moving parts here. You've never retired before. Why not sit down with a team that's been doing this for a long time? Brian started in the financial world back in 1986, and him, his company is here to help you. That's what it's all about. They're going to sit on the same side of the table as you. They're not going to sit on the broker side. They're not going to sit on the insurance side. They're on your side of the table. What do you need to make your retirement better? for you and your family. 833-707-3030 is the number again. 833-707-3030. We're talking about estate planning today. Wills, trust, powers of attorney and all of that. And Brian, you were talking about the living will, uh, the living will. And you said, okay, it starts with the agent. Who's going to be the person, right? And then the trigger clause, do you pull the plug? Do you not pull the plug? Uh, we need some a couple doctors, to hopefully, to say, yeah, uh, that would probably not be a bad idea to pull the plug. I don't see any hope whatsoever. But you need two, not one doctor's opinion. And then your final part of that was comfort measures. Probably right. ties you in want- a little bit with the trigger clause. Right. So there's a case years ago, 20 years ago out of Florida, Terry Schiavo. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. Was that the one where the the husband wanted that she wanted to pull the plug and the parents did not? Or is that a different scenario? um, Yeah, it went to court. Um, There were hospital expenses uh, that were incurred by one parent uh, and he or she didn't want to continue to pay. and, And they thought that she was uh, vegetative and brain dead and wanted to pull the plug. And then, uh, the other spouse felt differently. It was a very public case. It wasn't ironed out, uh, what her wishes should be. And so that's what made this case, uh, such a big case. But one of the things that was missing in Terry Schiavo's case were comfort measures. We're all about making sure that there's no artificial hydration or nutrition, but you need pain meds, you need drugs, you need, you, even if it hastens your death, you want to make sure that you have a uh, drug so that you're kept comfortable and you don't suffer uh, in this last part of your life. And Terry Schiavo hung on for over two weeks uh, without water or food, and she died a painful death. And you want to make sure that comfort measures are in your healthcare directive or your living will. All right. Now so you the, ready to jump into yeah. the power of attorney? Yeah, yeah. So healthcare directives, those are different than powers of attorney? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, right. It's specific to pulling the plug and uh, all those decisions that are centered around that. 
you want to go, the DNR, do not resuscitate. Those are all part of the healthcare directive. The power of attorney is a little different in that someone can have a power of attorney without being in an ICU unit. They can be in dementia, they can be at home, uh, and you just have, you want to make sure that a power of attorney is in place so that if they're in between fully capable uh, to being in an ICU unit, that's where the power of attorney might kick in. But one of the things is the trigger clause. There's three things that we look for in a power of attorney. One is who's your agent. Usually spouses are primary agents to each other. Second, secondary is which, which of your kids are you going to have power of attorney? Because here, uh, as well as the healthcare directive, if you've got three kids and you choose uh, one of them who's probably the most medically informed, that's going to be your choice for agent secondary uh, for your healthcare directive. Power of attorney, who is the most left brain organized, math focused, CPA like, that's who you want to be secondary uh, of the three kids. So you're saying if that's you, why my mom at 85 does not have my sister and I on this. She has my stepsister who is a very successful attorney <laughs> making correct. those kind of decisions. Yes. Right. And there's sometimes when all three kids, you might have them co-secondary uh, uh, as power of attorney, as agents to your power of attorney. So we have that discussion with each of our clients because everyone's different, every family's different. And we want to make sure that we talk through the pros and cons of each. If you have all three kids and they can't make decisions together, it's a disaster. And that's going to separate and divide those relationships instead of unite. So what, the first thing on the power of attorney is who's your agent, who's primary and secondary. We have that discussion. The second is compensation clauses. Compensation clauses is, Mark, let's say that you're your agent to your, your living father who has activated his power of attorney, and there's a compensation clause, which is a blank check. It, they all say the same. It says this. It says reasonable compensation is due uh, the agent for their... Um, their work as power of attorney. So what is reasonable compensation, Mark? I would think that would vary by situation. And is there any oversight? The answer rhymes with no. I would say there is not. Right. And so it's a blank check. So what we hope happens if there's children involved and you're put in a spot, Mark, where you're power of attorney, the kids are going to read the power of attorney and say, Mark, how much did you, how much did you grant yourself? How much are you getting? It, it's a wedge. So right. if there's children involved, we recommend that you strike the, the uh, compensation clause, that it's there's no compensation. It just causes problems. If there's no children and you're bringing in an attorney or a CPA, then yes. But don't leave it as a blank check, reasonable compensation. Put down how much per year that you're willing to pay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So all of this, you think about it, that it's really important to do, and it's something that People tend to put it off, put it off, put it off. I don't need to. I know I need to do it, but I don't need to do it yet. Uh, and it's really the same as when it comes to retirement planning. People are more likely to plan that two-week vacation and spend a lot of time doing that and not thinking about the 20, 30-plus year retirement. It's really about putting all of this stuff down, income, investment, taxes, health care, legacy, estate planning, all of those things, and getting a plan. And like all of this, things change because you might have a beneficiary 
passes away. You might have the power of attorney, the, the, the agent that you had pass away. So there's always moving parts in all of this. And Brian and the team at Decker Retirement can keep it all, help you keep it all straight, if you will, uh, to make sure that everything is up to date all the time. And look at this probably, what, every year or so, I'd imagine, to make sure that we're all up to date on all of this, Brian? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So um, again, the number is 833-707-3030. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. 833-707-3030. Because all parts of retirement planning, they all, nothing is written in stone because we don't know exactly what's going to happen. So everything that you do, it's like a living, breathing document, right? I mean, it's all kind of moving and changing as our lives change. I agree. I agree. There's one more part of the power of attorney, Mark, I want to button up before we go to the trust. Do we have time? Absolutely. Let's finish this up and we'll head to the trust in a final segment. Okay. There's one last part and it's called, uh, so we've talked about the uh, making sure your agent uh, is, is wisely chosen. We've talked about the compensation clause. The third is the trigger clause. Trigger clause here with the power of attorney, um, we recommend that it says two doctors will determine competency um, before power of attorney is shifted, or it can say on signature. There's advantages and disadvantages to each. On signature, I'll never forget, Mark. We were in, we were, we were planning with a couple who were fighting like cats and dogs, and uh, she was visiting with me in secret, um, saying, "I don't know if I'm going to stay married to this guy. Uh, what should we do?" Well, we got to the end and went through their their documents, and they have on signature power of attorney granted each other. That gives them power to clean each other out and go to Cabo, um, and they could do that. So if you have a great, healthy marriage, then yes, have it be on signature. But if you don't, it's a loaded gun. So when you're thinking about all this, so the healthcare directives, the powers of attorney, there's also, the financial side, besides the healthcare side, is are there is that a different name? Healthcare directive versus a power of attorney for finances, too. Yeah, healthcare directive and is different from the power of attorney. And power of attorney can come in the form of power of attorney uh, can be power of attorney healthcare, can be power of attorney finance. They come in all all kinds. But w there's a couple more things I just want to say about um, when it when it comes to the trigger clause. Let's say that you've got, um, let's say that you've got the trigger clause showing that you've got to, you've got to have two doctors. And let's say that Mark, you're the spouse and you're married to, who did I say Janet. this week? I've been married to Janet, Janet today. Yeah. So, so Janet has to drag you in front of two doctors and you're, it's emasculating because you don't want to, you don't want two doctors to tell you that you're not competent. So you put on your best show. It's a horrible situation. So what you can do is have your attorney, if there's, um, if there's a diagnosis of Alzheimer's or dementia, one of the things that listeners you should do on your power of attorney document is to write down, go to your attorney and switch the trigger clause to uh, family counsel. No one knows Mark better than his spouse and his children, and they are the ones without dragging you in front of two doctors who can decide separately to activate the power of attorney and start paying taxes and doing things and signing your name for you, comma, uh, power of attorney. So um, those are the things that are important for the power of attorney. And I think the next section we can dedicate to entirely to the trust because there's a lot to cover. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we've covered a lot of ground today. Wills, living wills, the power of attorney for finances, healthcare directives, all of that. And it's really important that you put these kind of things in place because you don't know exactly what's ahead, right? That's the idea. You're protecting your family and you're trying to make sure that your wishes are carried out. 833-707-3030. Again, is the number 833-707-3030. No cost, no obligation, no pressure, no judgment either. Uh, the team at Decker Retirement is here to help you, give you more confidence, more clarity heading into retirement and, and these kind of things because it's a part of the safer retirement process. The legacy and estate planning is super, super important. We don't want to overlook anything uh, that comes to your retirement. 833-707-3030. Headed to our final segment. We're getting into the trust world when we come back. This is Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker of Decker Retirement Planning. Are you afraid you'll run out of money in retirement? Give Brian Decker a call at 833-707-3030. From the pitch, swung at a little too soon. Strike three, you're out. To the joke told at the wrong time. To barely missing your connecting flight. This is the final boarding call for flight 109 to Chicago. Timing is everything, and the same can be true for your Social Security benefits. Take them too soon, and you could leave a lot of money on the table. Take them too late, and you might spend down too much of your savings. Everybody's situation can be different, but taking your Social Security benefits at the right time is important for your retirement success. Brian J. Decker and his team at Decker Retirement Planning understand Social Security and can help you make decisions that are best for you and your retirement dreams. Call Brian at 833-707-3030 to start optimizing your benefits. With Social Security, timing is everything, so don't delay. Call Brian J. Decker at Decker Retirement Planning today, 833-707-3030 firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Decker Retirement Planning, Inc. is a registered investment advisor in the state of Utah. You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio. If you like what you hear on today's show or have questions, drop by DeckerRetirementPlanning.com or call 833-707-3030 to talk to Brian. Welcome back to Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker of Decker Retirement Planning. You can learn more on the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. And of course, I always say you can go to DeckerRetirementPlanning.com under the heading of Safer Retirement Education. There are about a dozen things you could download. Uh, Here's four of them. Brian's book on retirement, The Decker Approach. Three Principles of Retirement Book, The Checklist Challenge, about 35, 36 boxes you can check there. kind of tells you how ready you are for retirement. It doesn't mean you have to check them all to be able to retire, but it kind of gives you an idea. And then Sample Income Plan, how does it work? Because income is really the key to being able to retire. Can you replace your paychecks, maintain your lifestyle? How long is that money going to last? Am I going to outlive my money? A lot of moving parts here. Brian and the team are here to help you with your specific situation. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody has different hopes and dreams for retirement. Uh, Brian and the team want to find out what are your hopes and dreams? What are your bucket list items? All right, how do we make it happen? 833-707-3030 is the number. No cost for this, no obligation. 833-707-3030. All right, we're talking estate planning. We've talked about wills. We've talked about living wills. We've talked about healthcare directors. We've talked about powers of attorney for the healthcare world, for the financial world. And you're going to finish with the trust world. And you think you want all your clients to have a trust. I don't know if I need a trust. I think a will would be fine for me, but everybody's situation is different. How do you, you, you think the trust are super important? I think so. Just because, like I said, it gives you more time to settle an estate 
Um, the clocks start ticking if you don't have a trust, the will, different states have different laws on when you need to distribute assets by. So it just gives you more time. Um, also, if there are large assets, uh, you, you get rid of probate if you have a trust. So it, it's just something that we try to make a habit of. We just roll it out to every client. But when should they start getting their estate documents? Probably when they start making good money, getting married, having kids, buying a house, gathering assets. That's probably a good time to start. But on the trust, we're going to cover three big things. And I'm saving the nuclear bomb for last, Mark. This is the big one that divides kids so that they don't talk to each other ever again. <laughs> okay. And commonly, and it's in the trust. But I'm going to cover the, I'll, I'll save that one for last. Um, the two easy ones are, who are, what, what is the um, succession? And trustees and grantors are the spouses. Um, and by the way, a trust is revocable as long as both trustees and grantors are alive. The trust becomes irrevocable when one dies. So that means you can make changes while you're alive, but when one, when one spouse dies, no more changes. And the reason that's happened is because let's say that um, you and Janet um, something tragic happens to you. Uh, if the trust is not becoming irrevocable, then Janet falls in love with the pool guy because all the money that you made, Mark, um, allows her to be totally free. She marries the pool guy. Pool guy's 20 years younger, and now she loves this pool guy. And so all the assets go to him, and your kids get nothing. So this happened so many times that um, the revocable to irrevocable status of the trust is now commonplace. But um, we look at succession, uh, primary to each other is agents, uh, trustees and grantors, and then secondary, who is going to be, this is where the work is gonna be done, who is, going, who is willing and capable and able to distribute an estate. There's gonna be a lot of work done. Second is compensation clause. Here again, if they're distributing the estate to themselves, if there's children, would recommend that you not complicate the relationships of the siblings by having compensation in there. Um, and then the third is the nuclear one. And that is tangible assets are to be distributed equally. That's what it says in the tangible assets distribution section. Now, assets that are cash can be distributed evenly. But Mark, you've got three kids, three piano players, and one Steinway. How are you going to divide that asset evenly? Chainsaw, cut it in three. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't work, does go. it? Yeah, it doesn't work. No. And worse yet, it says that the oldest gets to choose first. And so he or she's no dummy. They choose the house next. And so it just And I would think for like farmers and ranchers, this is a big deal. You got three kids. One of them loves the farm, loves the ranch, whatever you have, and the other two don't really want any part of it. So you have to be able to pay the other two off to go on so the one can take over the ranch, for example, right? That's exactly right. So if you have three kids, typically uh, one of the three is a doctor married to an attorney and they have tons of money. The other two are teachers. And so when mom and dad pass away and they have a ranch, well, the wealthy couple says to the other two slings, can't possibly want to sell mom and dad's estate. We have so many memories here. And the other two are guilty and, and, and they, they feel guilty. Uh, 
for having feelings like, no, I want the cash. I need the cash. In my life, I need that cash. And so to make it equitable, we recommend, and this is worth jotting a note, uh, we recommend four sentences go in here instead of the ridiculous comment of dividing tangible assets equally. You cannot divide house, cars, uh, furniture, artwork, jewelry. You cannot divide that equally. So sentence number one, house and cars are to be sold with proceeds equally divided. Sentence number two, refer to Appendix A for specific asset transfers. That means that one of your uh, children, let's say the, the son, Mark, he wants your golf clubs, your fishing equipment, your guns, your sports car, typical, right? right. And the daughter wants mom's wedding ring and the, the, the bride, the wedding gowns and some emotional uh, things that, are, that mean a lot to her. And, and so you write those things down. They want those things. And those are referred to in the trust as Appendix A. Then sentence three is anything not on Appendix A is to be sold slash donated with proceeds equally divided. Sentence four says rights of first refusal apply. And that means that if Johnny wants the farm, he has to buy the other two siblings out. So rights of first refusal, all of these are liquidation clauses and it makes it even and fair. And rights of first refusal means that if one child wants something, they have to buy the other two out. So that is what allows equity in an asset estate transfer. And we've seen time and time again, kids coming to the the will or the trust being read with their own attorneys, because there's no level of trust uh, that they're going to get anything equitable or anything close to it. 833-707-3030. If you've not thought about this, you're thinking, or maybe you're thinking, wow, I haven't done this. I need to get on top of this. Uh, Brian and the team at Decker Retirement here to help walk you through all these different moving parts, wills, living wills, the healthcare directives, powers of attorney, the trust, all of that. What do you need and how does it need to be worded uh, so you're comfortable with it? 833-707-3030 again is the number. There's no cost uh, to chat with the team. They're here to help. They just don't know if they can help until you reach out. 833-707-3030. And I guess I could tell my sister, well, I know you could care less about dad's 1967 Corvette why are you holding me up on this? That That's too much. I don't want to pay that much. He bought it for 7000 back in 1968. Uh, I don't need to pay you $90,000 now for it, right? I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here when he gets into some of this stuff. That's right. And so to have these estate documents in place is not so much for the the parents. It's to make sure that the kids still love each other after you pass away. To have these completed the way we've talked about for the last hour means that any friction is going to be minimized in the estate transfer. So how important is it then to have this conversation with your children before you get into this situation? No, 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 no. So there's two things. This is a great point. I'm glad you brought this up. If you want to have a family council and talk about uh, who the parents want to operate as um, uh, agent or where they want uh, them to be placed in the, with their estate documents, uh, make sure that the in-laws are not part of that conversation. Siblings can have a wonderful conversation. Blood runs, blood runs thick in these conversations, and there's a lot of loyalty. 
when you get spouses involved, it causes major problems, point one. Point two is no. When you talk about your kids, you can talk to them about if you want them to act as agent or successor trustee, but don't talk about numbers. Keep the numbers out of it. Make sure that you don't tell them what your net worth is. It's unnecessary. It's not, it's not important. And it causes problems. I went to high school with a friend of mine who um, his parents were extremely wealthy in the Seattle area. And, went, and, and, and he just lacked motivation to even finish high school because um, he just was waiting for his parents to die to, to inherit millions. It affected his life, his marriage. He never went to college. He lost uh, his really uh, incentive for work because he was just literally waiting for his parents to die. It creates major problems. Now, I will say this. My, my mom, who's 85... Uh, she has had, she's got, I don't know, 10 grandkids, something like that. Um, and she has had, when they all come over at different times, she'll say, okay, well, what knickknack do you want? And she actually has on the, you could pick up something in her house and on the bottom of it is a grandchild's name. <laughs> so everybody knows kind of what gets what, who gets what, I suppose, uh, going through that, that makes sense. You know, I would think, what do you really want, whether it's furniture, the jewelry, the wedding rings, all that kind of stuff? I mean, it, it does kind of make sense to have that conversation, I would think. Right. And there's there's a necessary evil um, that's part of an estate sale where you want to write down in your trust um, that anything not on, and I mentioned this, any as far as the tangible asset transfer instructions, anything not on Appendix A is to be sold slash donated with proceeds equally divided. Now, the successor trustee of the trust is not a bad guy for calling goodwill uh, to come in and pick everything up that uh, after everyone's picked through it, because you've got to do that. Mom and dad's uh, slacks and the silverware and all that stuff has got to be cleared out of the house so the house can be sold. And it's kind of a rough process. But those but, 70s uh, clothes were fantastic. Bell bottoms are probably coming back. I, I don't think there's any good. Sansa belt slacks for the golf course, and you're good to go. Look, this is a really serious topic. And the, the really, the more you love your family, the more you need to make sure that all the ducks are in a row, right? The, the I's are, are dotted, the T's are crossed, and you need to walk through this, as Brian did today on the program. And you can always go to the website and listen to the show again, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Brian always has some old shows on there, or not old, just previous shows on the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. But there's a lot of things that he's covered, which he does every week on the program, but trust, wills, powers of attorney, healthcare, finances, and all those kind of things. How do you go about it? How important is it? Well, I think we all get it. We'd like to have our own say in our stuff, where it goes and who it goes to. Uh, and we really need to have conversations with our family. And, and as Brian said, maybe not about the dollars, but about the stuff. Hey, do you want this? Do you want that? All that kind of stuff is put it into play. And then we adjust as time goes on. Hey, boy, I, I got sick. I didn't think I was going to make it. Next thing you know, we're 20 years later, I'm still going. So things will change in all of this. It's really important, though, to, to get started. Have a plan, go with it, and then adjust it when needed. 833-707-3030, again, is the number to chat with the team at Decker Retirement. They're here to help. They would love to help if they can. 833-707-3030. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. 833-707-3030. Ryan, enjoyed it as always. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Have a great week. We'll do it again next week with more Safer Retirement Radio. Thanks, Mark. 
Decker Retirement Planning offers insurance services. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Decker Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. That accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Decker Retirement Planning. This radio show is a paid placement.